What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it.
personal information getting leaked. I mean, that's really all it takes for this trial to happen, right? But, and however, um, this goes back to why Tasha K kind of got all of the credibility that she got in the first place was because she was kind of known for leaking true shit. Like, she was the girl who went on and said, you know, she doesn't, she, she, she doesn't do all of the, um, she doesn't do all of the back and forth, she doesn't do all of that, she, 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 she only listens to real news and real stuff and all of that, and she only posts real information, and then we get this whole Cardi B situation, and where she kind of got caught up in her own hype and got vindictive, and then started posting lies, and it's just like, it's right. Well, this is what I was talking about, because I covered a lot of the Tasha K case when, saying she's a 
sketchy on both sides. It's very sketchy on both sides, and it makes you think, like, what, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Which side do you go with? Because I can see a case being made for both sides, but then it makes me wonder why. What What is Tasha Kay's benefit? Because I don't think, like, like, do you really think that the financial gain from her getting those babies and having access to being her baby Azrael and the rest of them would have been that beneficial for her to legally incriminate herself? Because information that was leaked is not hard to trace back to the obtained phone records and all of that stuff so if she's de- if she's directly pulling stuff that would be in those transcripts it would be hard to trace her connection back to the person who sold them to them r kelly said that it was all found on the laptop
rap alert on Instagram. The rapper Frito Bang. I'm not familiar, but the rapper Frito Bang was allegedly having threesomes or hooking up with this lesbian couple and ended up getting both of them pregnant. The couple made it seem like they were doing IVF, but it was really late and it was real. Allegedly. Right? So apparently, from the context that I got from this situation, Excuse me. The the baby. 
sexual relations that y'all been having to get these two babies because one of the babies looks like they're about a year old and the other one looks just born. So I do find 
find it interesting. Um, shout out to Eddie because I came across MC Light and her post on Instagram talking about Eddie Lavert is alive and well. Thank God. He is fine. He is alive. He is breathing. He is just fine. He and right? Okay. Because apparently there's been Strategies claims that when she got bombed with flour 
by the anti-bird the anti-bird organization at that red carpet event that that was all staged and that it was all fake for keeping up with the Kardashians and that it was just all this hoax and this hoax. Um, in the second slide, and this is coming from the Jasmine Grant. I'm reading this from the Jasmine Grant. Shout out to shout out to the Jasmine Grant. But it would I believe this. I believe this for a couple reasons. One, honest about saying that in the early stages of her career she wanted to get photoshopped um, she wanted to get photographed she wanted to get recognized she wanted to get noticed she wanted to be um, in the spotlight by any means necessary so staging photo shoots calling paparazzi you know going to places she knew that she'd be photographed all of those things she did intentionally with the goals of being famous and being so it does not shock me at all that she would be the person to do something like that, right? I think that it was planned. I think it was staged. I think, and based on her reaction, because you, somebody pouring flour on me as much as I care about fashion, I would flip the fuck out. Kim Kardashian was laughing about this in the scene. If you go to the Jasmine brand and go to the post about this and swipe to the next slide, she posts the scene from the show when this happened, right? And Kim Kardashian is someone who, in my mind, takes fashion way too seriously to be just perturbed, to, to, to just be okay about somebody pouring flour on a fur coat, right? Especially because at that time, like, they were privileged, they had it, but it's not like they were completely just, they weren't as rich as they are now. She was a lot more worried about money then than she is now, right? So the reaction when the flower got poured on her, she just kind of brushed the coat off. She just kind of gave it a couple pats, asked Mario to come and blow dry it real quick or whatever, and just called it a day. She was laughing about it. But I felt like Kim is the type of person who takes fashion way too seriously to, to be worried about something ruined, something ripped, something this, something and it's a fur coat. Fur coats are expensive. And I'm sure that, you know, it leans into her staging that because I'm sure they probably researched what can we dump on this to not get, to not ruin it. Like, what can we pour on this and cover it and make the scene look believable and not get, and not ruin this fur coat? You know what I mean? I think that Kim had no reaction to the coat. I thought she, you know, she wasn't worried about the coat being destroyed or being ruined or how they were going to get the flower out of it. Like, I, I, it, just, it just seemed like there was no real concern about it. And based on Kim's prior history with, with fashion, you know, I think that there was a moment, you know, how, how sensitive she was about her Bentley. You know, I've heard her com- complain about getting boots wet, if I'm not mistaken, about ruining shoes and ruining boots. Um, the whole thing with the earring, jumping in the water with, without the earring, which I still have questions about.
understood all of that because she was selling all of this designer shit on eBay for double, triple the money, which I don't think that's legal. Great. Ha- 
not even forcing him taking his time to allow Michaela J to fully take up her space in that room and had her stand up in that gorgeous gorgeous dress Michaela J Michaela J's dress at the Golden Globes was the most beautiful dress I've seen in a very long time I think it's the most beautiful outfit I've seen on a red carpet in all of
Donald Glover as Doctor Strange and Kendrick Lamar as the Black Panther and all of these other people, which, mind you, it was funny that they had Donald Glover in there because Donald Glover was actually rumored to be playing Miles Morales. So, how big of a stretch was that post, Shade Room? Um, but the fact that a studio head genuinely thought that O.J. Simpson was going to be a good Terminator is such an interesting thing to me. It's such an interesting concept to me because even hearing it in the context of O.J. being like the biggest athlete at the time and doing all of this and doing all of that, I just don't see that, right? Now, mind you, Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about this in an interview not too long ago where he said James Cameron has come out now, and this is via Variety on Yahoo, um, and it's basically saying that James Cameron was basically like, listen, that's not what happened. He wasn't originally cast. It was pitched to me. I thought it was a bad idea. That's as far as it got. He was never supposed to be the, the uh, Terminator. I didn't see it then, and I don't see it now. Arnold was the choice that we went through went with Arnold is the choice that I believed in. Now I wonder why OJ was the person, right? Out of all people. Because it just doesn't seem like he would be in a reboot or be in the Terminator. If anything, I would have picked OJ Simpson to be in a reboot of I Spy. The Bill Cosby TV show, I would have picked him to be in that before I bet I pegged him to be in the Terminator. If anybody, I would have thought that they would have gotten like Wesley Snipes back then. Like, I would have thought that Wesley Snipes' name would have been thrown around. I don't know if Wesley Snipes was even active as an actor at this time. But it is very interesting. It's very interesting. Shout out to James Cameron. But, uh, but I'm about to go ahead and wrap up because there's a stories that I wanted to get to that I didn't get a chance to get to like like my Dear Abby story I didn't realize that Dear Abby was still a thing I didn't realize that Dear Abby was still out here um and that people were still writing to Dear Abby and doing all of that there was a story about Don Cheadle that I wanted to get to and how he was only given like two hours to agree to um taking Terrence Howard's part in Iron Man
drag race that you want me to talk about on this show hit me in the dms and let me know email me at three real podcast at gmail.com um and just let me know if there's anything that you want me to talk about specifically that doesn't have to do with the real housewives or or bravo because i'm leaving all housewives and bravo talk but specifically housewives i may slide in some bravo talk but specifically housewives talk i i save all that for the lives that i do on monday with my co-host megan Eady from housewives history called the study group we're doing that show every monday and we're gonna talk about um housewives topics there and on the podcast too so if you have anything that that you want me to talk about as far as housewives goes dm me dm megan or go to our podcast page housewiveshistory.ms and send us a message there and we'll talk about it on the show or on the live show if you have any topics that you want me to talk about as far as rupaul's drag race is concerned or any drag race conversation that you want me to have send that to me or send that over to giselle from um the who asked me podcast because she's going to be my co-host in my Drag Race recaps. We're going to be recapping Drag Race every week, every Thursday. Um, no, it's going to be every Monday, if I'm not mistaken. I, you know what? Let me check my calendar to be sure. Because I set up a Zoom for it. I've already got it set up. Okay, it's going to be Mondays. We're going to be doing Drag Chat Live on Mondays. I'll get a graphic up for that later on today.
us and the world. We're going to be talking about all things music. We're going to be having incredibly deep, deep dives. We're going to be going into it, talking about our own musical history. It's going to be an amazing, amazing show. It's called Moving Gravity with, with my host, with my co-host, Dave Lennon from Lost in the Groove Podcast. Make sure you go and check, check in and catch up on our New Year's episode that is available everywhere on both of our podcasts and on YouTube. You can catch that and actually listen to the birth of that podcast happening. Um, our first um, series that we're going to do, well, I'll save that. We'll do a live later on where we'll, where, where we'll talk about the show and we'll get more into it, but it's an exciting show. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, it's going to be starting in March or April. We're going to be Thank you.